Welcome to the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on doors and windows for your house. Welcome back to the warm land of the home medic where things are always warm and happy and truly joyous, especially because we've got Heidi Hansen here. Thank you. Good to be here. Subject this time, interior doors. In two different segments, we've covered exterior doors and some of the rules are the same, but interior doors definitely have their own set of rules. If you don't know what you're doing, even an interior door can make sure you don't keep your money in your wallet or your family out of the hospital. Yeah, there's a few things to know. As a home inspector and as a meth remediator, I'm going to start with my best story. Mm. Uh, What I find as I'm doing home inspections is that if I see a home, especially if this was a rental or if it's smaller, and let's say that you're buying a home. I mean, if you've been living in a home for 10 years, then ignore me for the next 30 seconds. If you're going into another home, maybe somebody else's, maybe you're moving in, maybe you're a landlord and you're just kind of taking a look. If you see a door that has been trashed Mm. or a door frame that's been abused or if you're kind of inspecting and you see that the house is old and the doors are new, then I want a red flag to go up because what happens in a meth home, meaning a home where maybe there was a meth lab or maybe you got meth users going on in there, quite often you'll have guys that get superhuman angry and doors always seem to be the first thing that they take their anger out on Mm, so you want to watch out for those yeah and one of the homes that i was actually decontaminating you had what was a 135 pound kid that was a meth user and i found out about this from the neighbors afterwards you know how small he was i weigh about 70 pounds more than that he actually put his fist through a bedroom grade door wow And as the decontaminator, I knew that I was going to be throwing that door away anyway. So I had to prove my stupidity. (laughs) And so I put a glove on and I decided to try and put my fist through that door. I dented the first side. Really? And I hurt my hand. And your hand (laughs) didn't go through the second side. It did not go through the second side at all. It didn't even go through the first side. Wow. But I hurt my hand. So that kind of gives you an indication as to how much anger. Mm, These guys mm. can, and that door, it wasn't just one fist that had been through that. That door was scrambled eggs. Wow. Because of all the abuse that it had taken. And it wasn't, of course, just that one bedroom grade door. So be aware of that as you're shopping for homes, that sometimes they can be meth contaminated. And that's one key sign that you might need to do a test. Obviously, a damaged door by itself does not mean that the house is a meth house. But it's one sign that kind of gives you the flag so that you know that it's time to do a meth test. I'm glad to hear that since I just mentioned my damaged door in the last episode. (laughs) Yeah. Are you a meth user, Heidi? No, no. And neither are my children. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. Yes. I'm sure of that. I think I'm kind of addicted on vitamin C myself, but yeah, at our house, you know, once in a while the kids dive into a rock star and I chastise them. (laughs) So on the interior doors, you have quite often, especially in the older homes, maybe you're going to have a heat vent inside a bedroom. Maybe you don't have a heat vent inside the bedroom. Maybe you've got a cold air return only, and you're just kind of relying on osmosis to get heat from point A to B, depending on how old the home is. Now, let's assume that we have the typical scenario 
where you have a standard bedroom, which has got a standard heat register, it's heating that room. If your child likes to keep that door closed, whether he's in or out of it, it is going to be difficult for the heat to get out of that room mm-hmm. to get any circulation. So unless you have actually a cold air return inside each of the bedrooms, oh. which never happens, right? then that door has to allow the air circulation around the door itself, the door frame. So what you want to do is you want to take a long, hard look at the gap between the bottom of the door and the top of whatever the flooring is, carpet or hardwood, whatever it is. You want to make sure that there's at least half to three quarters of an inch so that air can move from that bedroom into the rest of the living space. Otherwise, you're just not going to get good heating and cooling inside that bedroom. That's good to know. I always looked at my space under the doors and I thought, was somebody sloppy when they built this home? Because... Why didn't they make that a little bit further down so we don't have that big gap? Uh I'm glad to know there's actually a a good, valid purpose behind that. So quite often, and you can see these things, especially when you've got doors that scrape against the carpet. Uh And you can see the carpet be damaged by the door scraping, so it's easy to spot. I've seen homes where you just could not fully open that bedroom door because it was scraping so hard against the carpet. If you've got that sort of thing, you're not going to get good heating and cooling in that bedroom. And it may either bake the child or it may freeze them. So can somebody just trim off the bottom of the door? I mean, I know that's not ideal. There might be a gap. Yes, and you can. And here's tip number two for the day. (laughs) A homeowner can do that. What you're going to need is a straight edge, and you're going to need some clamps so that you can hold that straight edge in place. And then you can go with something as simple as a skill saw. Mm. And so basically you're going to clamp that straight edge on the bottom of the door. Make sure you don't put it on the top. (laughs) Good. Yes. (laughs) That might be a problem. Take the door off the hinges first and then, oops, cut the wrong side. (laughs) You might want to mark which one is the bottom door before you take it off. Smart. Then you can trim off maybe a quarter to a half inch off the bottom of the door with that skill saw. And then you can put it back up and you've got the airflow that you need to take care of the heating and cooling needs inside that bedroom. Yeah, and I'm guessing you could probably take it to a local door shop and they would do it for you fairly inexpensively right. if you're not equipped with all those tools. Right. Another thing I'd have you be aware of is carpet tack strip. That is a good way to put your family inside the hospital, and quite often it happens. And Maybe somebody will pull up carpet. Maybe you've got an animal that is scratching the carpet trying to get into a bedroom or whatever space it is. Yeah. You know, I actually had my dog doing that, and I don't know what he was trying to dig for. Maybe it was bugs. Maybe he was just being brain dead. I don't know. <laughs> but he scratched away enough of the carpet that you had exposed tack strip. Oh, those are lethal. Yes, they are brutal. And the last thing you need is for a member of your family or your grandkids to step on that tack strip. And now they've got 50 different holes in their foot. Yeah, so if you can't replace your carpet, get out that crowbar and get rid of the tack strip until you can, right? Yes. And my goal is to just make you very much aware that those sorts of things are the things that are going to put your family in the hospital. And because your family's in the hospital, now you've got money leaving your wallet. So, yeah, the crowbar, until you can do it right, that's a very good idea. That tax strip needs to be not exposed. Right. Save your money for the new carpet. With the hospital bill, you could probably pay for the new carpet. Yeah. Nobody wants to put their money into a hospital bill when you Uh, could have a new flooring instead. Exactly. So let's talk about 
paint colors for doors. You know, as a home inspector, this is not my thing. I'll open the door, I'll close the door, I'll latch the door, and then I'll walk away because, after all, I am a guy and I don't care about pretty much anything else. But I think one of the biggest considerations is the paint color. Let's talk about paint colors. <laughs> Since you've got me here, you have to deal with that, right? There's always white, and the big thing is the semi-gloss paint rather than the low sheen paint always makes it a lot easier to clean, and it just doesn't catch the dirt. So if you're going to go with a lighter color door, you definitely want to use the semi-gloss paint, right? You know, something I noticed, whether it's doors or walls or whatever, if you're not going with a gloss or a semi-gloss, pretty good chance that as you're washing the wall, you could also be washing the paint off, and then you got to repaint. Yeah, and I just have this affinity for the eggshell paint, which is a little bit less than satin, or at least the satin on the doors. But I tend to go with a little bit darker door colors, even though we used to have the wood, and that was the look of the fake wood was cheesy. No one liked that, and now it's kind of coming back. But with the kind of neutral color door, I have somewhat of a taupe color door, I can go with a little less sheen and get away with it, but it does have to be cleaned, and you do scrub a little bit of the paint off if you scrub really hard. Something else that I actually do think we need to cover is bedroom doors with locks on the Oh, latch. good point. You've got teenagers that want to hide out in their bedroom when they're upset and lock and you out. lock you out. My thought is, you know, great, if you've got a master bedroom, you probably need a lock on that one. Other bedroom doors... If you've got a kid in there, and again, we go back to the fire scenario, if you need to get into that door, you got to be able to get into that. Yeah, that's a little bit dangerous. I usually have a little Q-tip up on, above the doors of my mm -hmm. children who do have locks, so I can enter any time. But in case of a fire, that Q-tip is probably going to be the first thing to well, and you're gonna be, be burned be, up. You're going to be smoke blind, and you're going to need to get in there right now. And last thing you want to do is be fumbling for the Q-tip. That, yeah, that would just not work in the case of a fire. Run around the house looking for another Q-tip while everybody is dying. If you want to cave to the teenagers, that's entirely your choice. But my strong recommendation is that for bedroom doors... It's best not to have a lock at all. Best not to have a lock at all. Thank you, Heidi, master of your mansion for interior doors. Wonderful. And more information at homemedicusa.com. And finally, as always, be you because everybody else is taken. Hi, this is Julia McKay with your natural solutions tip for the day. Da, 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 da. Ooh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> Our oil today is passion. The doTERRA oil passion is so amazing. It's not just about, you know, the da 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 but also being passionate about your job, being passionate about your, your calling in life, your children, whatever that is. Do you want to feel that excitement and that joy? So if you need to counteract negative feelings of boredom or disinterest and you need a little more zest in your life, contact us. We'll tell you exactly how you can do that. Natural Solutions at HomeMedicWorld.com.